So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm A.G. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome, everybody, to Cash Flow to Freedom. And today is a great topic. You guys are going to just absolutely dig this one because, well, I think you will, because I do. And uh, the the reason is, is I've been going over um, some of my personal financials, um, net, worth and, uh, net worth, and I want to talk about um, personal financials today with you guys, and particularly mine, what I've seen, and uh, um, how the correlation is, because I think it's important to do this and implement. I'm actually part of a group, and I'm going to be discussing this um, here in actually, I think a week. Um, and it's it's just so important. So before I get into it, um, I do want to mention my other podcast, Self Storage Income, which has been growing like crazy. We are almost at 200,000 downloads. Um, so we are doing a giveaway. And that's if you go onto Instagram and you post a story of your favorite Self Storage Income podcast, you tag me in Self Storage Income, we're giving away $2,000. I thought I should mention that. So a lot of people will care about that. Um, so I'll bring that up on the other podcast too. Uh, but for today's topic, um, this is such an important thing for you guys to focus on and to understand. Uh, this is probably the biggest factor when growing your um, financial position. I look back and it's kind of shocking to see its effect. And uh, I, I look back, and although I, I think I believed these things and I understood these principles, uh, putting it into practice is very, very hard, and it can be frustrating. So let me talk to you about it real quick here. Um, this is just going to be kind of a meat podcast. We're going straight into it. I'm going to hit it hard because I think this topic's important. I don't want fluff here. I just want you guys to understand these two relationships, and that is between net worth, your wealth, okay? and your income. A lot of people have an assumption that as your net worth grows, your income follows. Now, although that might be true um, in some cases, generally speaking, that's not what I find to be the truth at all. Um, in fact, it is inverse of that. Now, let me give you an example. You know, perfect example is Warren Buffett or um, most people, Jeff Bezos, or on and on and on, right? You take any people that are super wealthy and you look back and you take a year by year comparison, which this is what I was doing for me. I was taking a year by year comparison. And as I look back now, I see how my wealth had exploded, um, but my income for the vast majority of it, didn't change. And so my take-home or my taxable income, um, my work was rising, my wealth was rising. I think I could say my impact and my abilities were increasing dramatically. Projects that we were taking on, um, this was all growing almost exponentially. Uh, but my income wasn't. Why is this? And why do we see this with lots of people, particularly really wealthy people? That has everything to do with the compounding of capital because I was allocating those resources into things that would grow my wealth, that would grow my equity, that would grow my, my overall um, business and investment portfolios. Uh, that capital 
had a use or a purpose. And so we didn't take it home. Me and my partners, we we didn't take it home. For years of starting out a real estate business, um, I worked a, a full-time job and I didn't take any money, zero, nothing out to live on. Um, and this lasted for a long time. And even now, when you look at the earnings of our real estate company, what we take out is vastly um, disproportionate to what we put to work or keep in. Um, this is caused for two reasons. First of all, uh, we t- I talk a lot about a wealth vehicle. And once you find that wealth vehicle, then it becomes numbers. And it becomes an understanding of how much you can compound your growth and how much your capital can be put to work to make you more money. And if you truly understand this and have a good wealth vehicle, you understand that a dollar is not a dollar. So if I took out a dollar, what to a normal person, let's say $100,000, okay? So a normal person take out $100,000 in income, they received $100,000. Um, for me, it was it, it, it was never like that. It still is not like that. $100,000 when I was investing in properties that would – I'd get 100% return in a matter of uh, a few years and then I was getting a return on that forever in perpetuity, uh, $100,000 could be millions. And not only that, after I took it out, I had to pay taxes. So $100,000 was actually um, millions – and I only received fifty thousand from it, you know, or whatever that amount is after taxes. Um, this really, once you understand that, that's a gut punch, and all of a sudden you say, "I, I don't want the money at all. Don't give it to me," um, which is the in- entire purpose of the tax program, right? Taxes are built that way; they're built for you to keep your money working and not take it out to, you know, buy Lamborghinis. Um, when you understand this though and have a wealth vehicle that can do that to your money, this increases your wealth. Okay. But as your wealth increases, so does your abilities and so does your projects, your desires lots of times, um, as mine were very large. I, I wanted to do very big things. I wanted to never do anything mediocre. And that is not only not changed, that has only been exasperated um, after my paralyzation. I, I d- I'm okay not taking today and waiting for tomorrow. That's just never bothered me. I, I, I have no problem with that at all. Um, we hire lots of people and we put lots of money into our businesses and our real estate investments. And we will do this for years without ever receiving anything um, in return. But just because I'm not receiving anything doesn't mean the businesses aren't growing. It doesn't mean our assets aren't growing. It doesn't mean the income of the business isn't growing. So what happens is this spread between your wealth and your income starts to just grow and it becomes a chasm where it's like huge. You're like, holy cow, we're worth a lot of money and we still make pretty much the same. Um, that's not a problem. In fact, what that is, is a proper understanding of how your money should be used and you having the ability to put your money somewhere that will get you that, uh, that effect. Because what happens as your wealth grows, there's another side that um, happens to your income. And that is a transfer of income and what it is. So you go from having an earned income to a passive income. This was also something that happened to me over the last 10 years is my income from my job 
had um, grown. I was sales job working for a national company. It had grown. I started running the office. My real estate portfolio we were buying, that was growing and growing dramatically. So I was working obviously a lot. But um, luckily for me, I had chose to do that. My wealth was um, – um, you know, it, it was it was growing incredibly large in in the millions, and my income, although lar- although large, hadn't really changed a whole lot. Um, but when I became paralyzed, that income vanished, and luckily for us, we had spent our time and money reinvesting those dollars, because then when I needed money, my business, my real estate portfolio, could replace that income. And after I got out of the hospital, then I just worked on my businesses and not for somebody else. And I had, my income never changed, but it changed in how I received it. And so then I started working on my own businesses and real estate full time. And then that's where I saw an even more dramatic explosion of my wealth. Um, once again, it seems like every time we make more money, I just start another business or I, I buy something. So I, I immediately started funding two other companies um, that I was running. And now those are profitable and we started another one. Um, so the companies, after they become self-sustainable and after they become able to operate themselves um, and then pay me, that's what I'm looking for. I only want them to grow on their own without me having to do anything and then I'll take capital out, whatever is the excess. Uh, it, th- the idea is I'm putting my company and my investments first, not myself. And I'm using that capital extraordinarily appropriately so it can grow, do good for others, um, and do good for the economy. And it, it could keep that momentum going. That makes you financially free, but it can be very frustrating. But the key is, is lots of people see the opposite. They see their income growing, but their net worth is decreasing. They're taking on more liabilities. So it's an inverse spread. And so I, what I do is, and, and what you need to do is you need to chart this out. So do year by year, your income, right? So get an Excel sheet and do every single year every single year what your income is doing, and then put another Excel sheet right on the side of it and do every single year your net worth and, you know, from 2000 to now and see how your net worth is growing. And then at the bottom, you can make a simple chart and you can plot those two things off in a line graph. What you should see is at first your income's high, right? Or not, it doesn't have to be high, but it's something, and your net worth is nothing or negative. Those two things need to cross. And when those two things cross, that's generally when you're saying, okay, I've got momentum. I'm doing something here. And then that spread should grow massively, right? Now, my income is ticking up, right? And it's growing, and it will probably grow much, much more over the next two years because we're going to be in a a position where we have to take capital out for taxes and all sorts of other things. So it's not like that remains forever. But if you look at Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or, you know, any of those guys, Warren Buffett had the same income, taxable income for decades. And his wealth was exploding. Um, And he understood, though, that that's where it needed to be, right? And his autobiography, uh, well, 
uh, the book on him, I'm trying to remember who read it, the snowball, right? They call it the snowball for a reason. As the snowball goes down the hill, it starts out small and it picks up more and more and more and becomes this huge, ginormous ball by the time it gets to the end. This is compounding. And if compounding isn't working in your favor, it's working against you. And this is due to inflation. So when you're looking at your finances, look at those drivers. What are the drivers of wealth? And what are the drivers of income? And what are the drivers of expenses? Figure out, right, um, which ones are of wealth. And then you need to back those more, figure out how to make those um, returns exasperated and figure out how to do it more, how to return your money, right? Velocity of money, how to keep it going. Uh, this is, you know, I think a lot of the analogy of, you know, you have two wolves inside you, um, which one grows and which one dies is just whichever the one you feed. And this is so true in finances. Um, if you feed your ego, right, through expenses and things you don't need, you're going to kill the other wolf. Um, and if you feed your machine, your wealth vehicle, right, it's going to kill the liability wolf, right, so to speak. But uh, terrible analogy. I know, but I'm trying. Uh, so when I, I look at this, though, look how compounding is affecting you. I view my personal finances like a business. So I look at the return on my capital. I look at my return on investment. I look at my debt to income ratio. My I look at my long-term debt compared to short-term debt, which I measure and do, which because I view it as if I think that a healthy business needs to have three years Right, so their long-term debt should be no more than a three-year payoff, and their uh, short-term debt should be paid off monthly cycles, as far as a uh, a business goes. Um, why would I not do that in my own personal financial life? Right, so why am I not measuring personal finances like I am a business? So you need to start tracking th these things. You need to start charting them. You need to look at your wealth, your wealth drivers, um, and also to your income. You should be rising your income. I'm not saying don't rise your income. You need to rise your income so you can put more in to your wealth vehicle to grow that. But don't expect you to become a millionaire and then all of a sudden be making a million dollars too. Because if you're a millionaire, if your your net worth is a million dollars and you are making a million dollars a year, um, that actually is extraordinarily risky because your net worth cannot replace your income. And if something happens to you and you lose your income, you are going to drop the, your lifestyle, everything else astronomically. Um, and that will probably be devastating and bankrupt you. Uh, so you need to have that massively inversed, right? You're going to get a percentage of return off your net worth and capital needs to feed itself. So I don't want to beat it to death, but it's really important. Um, and it's really important to track these things, just like you would do your health, right? So what things are making me healthier? What things are not? I need to quit eating fast food. I need to start running. I need to eat better food. All those things, you can see the results. You can see how you feel. You can see how you live. You can see how you look. And those things are the same in finance. We track our calories. We track everything. I'm measuring my food. Well, okay, well, at least I am now. It's very annoying. But, um, you know, most people or a lot of people are really into those things. You should approach the same thing with 
your finances, with your kids, right? What are your kids doing on their spare time? What percentage of time are they utilizing screens? What percentage of time are they spending doing other kind of activities, grades, on the, all those things, right? You need to measure and you need to understand the relationship, the cause and effect of things that you do. Because that is how you build the life you want. That is how you get the results you want. And that's how you build your world, your reality. Um, And you cannot change what you don't track. Uh, But the first and foremost is understanding that if your wealth isn't growing, generally speaking, your income is not going to grow leaps and bounds. And your passive income is definitely not going to. So it's important that you up your income but it's more important that you up your wealth. And your wealth is the spread between your assets and liabilities, right? Your equity. And I'm not saying necessarily, I'm not saying to look at all assets, right? Like don't do like a banker does where it's like, oh, so, you know, you have cars and what do you think your furniture's worth? And that is, those aren't assets. Um, I'm talking about looking at investable assets, right? So what are things that are making you money, that are appreciating, that will um, go to the cause of financial freedom, right? Uh, Those things are your soldiers that are out fighting your war for you. Do you have assets, right? Or, you know, I see a lot of people justify spending money on things because, oh, this car is going to be worth so much, or this is going to do it. You know, that's a really inefficient way to use your capital. And that's not ways that are going to provide you financial freedom. That's great to do it, but we just call it what it is. And when you are starting out, you need as many soldiers as you can get because you don't have a lot of resources. So all those money, need all your money, they need to go out and have little money babies. And they need to keep going out and having money babies. And you need them to, you know, be like rabbits uh, because you need to compound quickly at first. And this, this is going to drag on and it's not fun. Like, I, I got to tell you, I've been looking and tracking this stuff for over a decade. And for most of that decade, I got to a certain point where I had good income because of my sales. Um, but my income really didn't change a whole lot. Uh, and that can be frustrating for people because they think, hey, I've worked hard for this. I deserve this, right? And it's not that you don't, but what is your end goal? Because every time you use those dollars, you're making a decision every single time. And I view that decision as future AJ. Am I doing something for future AJ or am I doing something for present AJ? And present AJ, he's doing good. He can go without. But future AJ, he is greedy and he likes a lot of stuff and he wants things, right? And he has big dreams and aspirations. So I really don't like taking from him because he's way cooler than present AJ. Um, And that decision to take from my future – in that frame of mind as is a hard one for me to make. So I spend almost everything that I do every single day doing things for him. And it's not that I don't have fun in the present. It's not that I don't spend money in the present. My builders and my new house can attest to that, but I delay that for a long time. And it's so disproportionate to my wealth and it's so disproportionate, it's literally meaningless. Um, when I look at you know house, assets, everything else like that, 
um, compared to my wealth, it's like under 5%. It's just not even comparable. Um, and that's when I get comfortable and say, okay, maybe, you know, we can do th- some things that are important to us, lifestyle things. As far as my family goes, we want to spend time with the kids and I want to go on trips and everything. But it's just using that uh, money, money appropriately and understanding that when you're starting out, it's way more important on your journey to and you and creating a wealth vehicle or using that wealth vehicle it's way more important at the start because those can be magnified so big towards your end so that dollar isn't a dollar right every time you use a dollar you're actually using in 10 20 years what could be 50 hundreds of dollars right so you got to think about that $10,000 on something well geez this could be $500,000 and is it worth taking away, you know, half a million dollars? Is it worth taking away hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, which could then lead to financial freedom today? I think having that frame of mind helps make those decisions easier because you know what you're doing. You know what you're taking away. You know the choice that you're making. Too often, we don't look at choices that way in a large future context. We look at it today and we balance our budget month to month and maybe yearly. Do your budget 10 years out where you want to be and then back into it and track your wealth and your income as you're going along. How do I increase my income to put money into investable assets to grow that so my wealth will go grow? And then as you're growing your wealth, figure out how you can compound, do it faster, do it better. And then in the future, you'll be blown away by the results. But that's it, guys. I wanted this just to be really to the point. Um, Track it. Go out today. If you're listening to this, do this today. Start tracking. Start looking at it. Um, I'm looking at mine all the way back to 2001 right now. And um, it's kind of crazy because in the last, you know, six years, what has happened to my wealth as opposed to the prior 12, which was very little. Uh, But yet my work was astronomical and my savings was too. Um, And it's when you start to see the change though, it'll motivate you and it will put things into perspective and it will reaffirm those decisions. So even on a year to year basis, seeing what happens to your money and looking at that compared to what you're spending it on, um, you need to put these things into context and you need to have experience in growing wealth. That's how you learn. And then you'll do it more and more and more. With that guys, if this is helpful, if you guys are liking this, we have an interview Oh man, it's today or tomorrow we're putting out on this one. I actually am putting some of those off because I wanted to get this one out to you this week. Talk about the promotion and talk about tracking your wealth and your income. It's fall. We're into spending holiday seasons. So just make sure you have your long-term goals in perspective. With that, thanks everybody. Go on to Instagram. I put some stories and everything too about this topic and the uh, giveaway that we're doing on there. And that's AJ Osborne. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflow with the number two freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.